Hey ladies and gents, and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. I'm your host, Jared White. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Dominic Orlando. It's 2023. It's time to roll. Jared, let's go. A new year. Fresh start. Yeah, our first episode of the new year. We're back in the saddle again. The last episode we did was the Game Awards predictions, which was about a month or so ago. Uh, so this week, we're going to be covering our predictions for that and see how well we did. But the entire year of 2022 as well. Uh, pretty interesting stuff when I was going over it and, and you know marking scores and stuff like that. One thing I did want to note is if anybody who listened to last year's predictions uh, remembers uh, Chris Noons, a.k.a. Topher Noons, friend of the show, being on and doing his predictions, wasn't able to make it this time around, so uh, we're not going to really tabulate his scores or do anything like that. So it's really just between the two of us, Dom, you and I. And, uh, you know, before we hop into all that stuff, I wanted to go over a couple of things, not anything serious, I thought I'd just get back into the groove. Uh, in terms of getting us hyped up for next year. Uh, by the way, next week we're going to be doing our Fantasy Critics League draft, going over last year's results and uh, seeing what our new teams look like as well as doing our predictions for 2023. So I look forward to that. But the two things I have are basically... Um, uh, what was it? The It was this weird... Uh, not weird. Uh, Xbox did this thread. And they said, new year, new games coming to Xbox Game Pass. Check out just some of the games coming this year. Now, this is cool because, A, it gets people hyped for what's coming. But, B, when you see a lot of this stuff, and th these are just the known quantities, uh, it's pretty exciting. So, this uh, thread has images that are attached with each tweet. Uh, the first one is Starfield, kind of doubling down and confirming Starfield's coming. There was also on the support website for Starfield that said it's coming in the first half of 2023, which isn't necessarily surprising, but with video games, you never know if things are going to get pushed or not. So it's nice for them to kind of double down right Dom. Like, man, if we have a first half of this year, Dom, where we can play tears of the kingdom and Starfield, I'll be a happy man. Just do those two games alone. It will satiate me enough. Yeah. That, and I think it tempers the expectations. Some of us might've thought that it was still going to happen in, in the March timeframe or April. Now I'm thinking yeah. more likely it's, you know, in, towards the end of that first half statement, if I had to bet. Yeah, uh, and speaking of release dates, the second one on this thread, they said, did someone say Vampire Hunting with Friends? And it's a picture of Redfall. And this one is also targeted for the first half of this year. And I know some people are worried there's no way they'd release these games next to each other. I don't think Xbox cares in terms of these two games because they're totally different. One's a persistent online game. You can play single player, but it's pretty much multiplayer focused, right? And the other one is a single player Bethesda RPG. They're not going to cannibalize each other. And also, Redfall is the type of game that you want to get out as soon as possible because it's a living game where they can update it, they can tweak it, they can add content. So, yeah, I don't think it's shocking, right, that these two can come out maybe May, June, back-to-back -back months, right? I don't think that hurt yeah. either of them, really. I, and that's a huge window. That's not like It's not like what they're saying they're going to be in the same week, which that would probably yeah. be odd. But, yeah, they're probably a month apart or something like that is no big deal. True. Uh, next up... If you like driving, just wait until you simulate it. Forza Motorsport, remember, it's kind of like a soft reboot of the series. They're not going to 8. They're just cutting off the number, which I think is smart uh, for some franchises, especially racing, because they're niche enough that you don't want to make the niche audience even more niche, right, by adding numbers and numbers and numbers to the end of them, counting up. Yeah, and this is always an interesting one to me, especially compared to, um, not Motorsport, Horizon. Because, um, like, how much... Like there's like yeah this would this would be the eighth game like how much can you really innovate and change the mechanics of the game 
year to year. I guess you can continue to make it look prettier, but I don't even know how they can do that anymore. It already looks so good. Um, Horizon 2. But, yeah, I'm, cu I'm kind of curious about this. I mean, these aren't my type of games, but I'm curious of uh, what this looks like. And is this is this a situation where this is the last uh, Forza Motorsport and, you know, it just gets big updates, you know, every other year kind of a situation? Uh, so I, I am kind of curious to see that. I'm not going to play the game, but <laughs> I'm interested Oh, that's a in good call. And that would make sense of them removing the number two where it's just a platform instead of an annual, well, not annual, but a, 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 a numbered release. Yeah, the, the thing, too, is this is the first motorsport coming out on the new hardware, uh, so they can totally tout the it looks better, runs better, all that stuff. You can see a drop of rain on the window or something. Um, next up, this game I'm cautiously optimistic for. They say it's up to you to unite the overworld, Minecraft Legends. Very interesting stuff. This is the RTS, the Minecraft RTS. Normally, I would be hard out on this. But from the fun I had with Minecraft Dungeons, I'm willing to take on Minecraft in a new genre because I totally had a blast with that Diablo clone. And playing Minecraft as long as I did, I'm familiar with the world, so... It's one of those things where you can hop into a genre you don't normally play, but since you're familiar with all the parts of it, you're more interested in at least checking it out. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if this hits on that same Minecraft Dungeons thing or if maybe it is more of a dud. We'll see. Yeah, I forgot about Minecraft Dungeons. You did talk about that. Um, so yeah, I guess that makes sense. This is another one. Not going to be for me, but it's cool to see them expand what they're doing with that IP that they bought for a lot of money so yeah don't talk about the person who created it anymore uh not a good person uh next up uh, well the thing too is it doesn't matter if you're fully interested in it or not too which is a cool thing don because it's game pass right so even if you wanted to check it out you have a sure. an easier entry to check it out if that's the case next up a game that my friends are totally excited for just because of the antics you can get to uh, because because Gang Beast, the smaller indie title that does a similar thing, has a lot of online issues with its servers. Party Animals. This is essentially Gang Beasts, but with furry animal costumes. Um, differentiating game modes. They have weapons. Looks super adorable. I love the comedy tone of the trailers they have. People have been waiting for this game for a long time. Kind of how people were waiting for Gang Beasts for a long time. Um, once again, I think this is a dope Game Pass title because these multiplayer games that people can just hop into, it's easier to convince my friends to download something off a of Game Pass, a service that they're already paying for, Dom, than be like, hey, are we getting the new annualized sports game or are we getting the new Call of Duty or, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. having multiplayer games you can hop in with your friends, especially with stuff like the cloud where you don't even have to download it most of the time, super cool. Next up. This one, I think can go numerous different ways, Dom, and that's Stalker 2, part of Chernobyl. Oh, yeah. A lot of people in the current console space probably have never played the original Stalker because it was a huge PC title. But the first trailer we got for this looked really cool, looked eerie, reminded me a lot of the Metro series. I'm curious to see how hardcore this game is because I know that's yeah. one thing that people fell in love with with the originals, its hardcore aspects. I wonder if they lean more general because they want to turn this into a bigger franchise. Xbox is behind this in a major way too. I'm very interested and I want to see more because outside of that original trailer, it went dark and then I think a couple of days ago we got finally a brand new trailer 
doubling down on it coming out relatively soon. Do you have any interest in Stalker 2? Do you remember that trailer when it debuted at the Xbox showcase? Yeah, and I remember thinking kind of the same thing as you of like, I'm not super familiar with this franchise. I'm pretty sure it's like a more of a niche PC kind of franchise, but but yeah, the trailer was like seemed like it would be my kind of game, like kind of a, a survival almost survival horror type of vibe, but um yeah, the E right, but did feel a bit like Metro, if I'm remembering back. I'm going to have to watch the trailer again now to remind myself. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, maybe. We'll see. But, again, just like everything else, if it's on Game Pass and enough people say it's worth downloading, then why not give it a try? Also, a first-person shooter is on a genre you normally dig. So, yeah, that, that's good, too. Um, It's going to be one of those trailers I go back and watch during Fantasy Critically Greedy Search when I get my prospects yeah. together and get going. Uh, next up, it's a bummer it's coming this late, but at least it's coming to the platform. It's Monster Hunter Rise. Obviously, people like that. Still waiting for Monster Hunter World 2. Any day, Capcom, please. Uh, next up, this is one that I think I'm at the very least hoping it's a Swimming in Sevens Dom because I think it's so weird in the best ways. That's Atomic Heart. I hope oh, yeah. this game is at least fun and it's not a pile of garbo. Um, very weird Russian first-person shooter. Um how else would you explain this, Dom? It's a very weird game in the best ways. It's like control without the supernatural stuff in Russia, I think, is the best. It has that weird vibe to it. Something about it felt like a little Bioshocky to me, too. Like a little bit true, of that. True, true. Yeah. Like the weirdness. Like, oh, it's a weird world, and it just is everything's a little over the top sort of a thing. There was some, I think it's newer footage of gameplay that um, – I just watched it the other day. Maybe it had been out for a while already, but it looked really cool. And this was one, I think it was me that picked it on this year's Fantasy Critic, and then obviously never ended up coming out. So yeah, this one I'm 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 more interested in uh, than everything else so far, except for Starfield, of course. But yeah, this um this has my attention for sure. Uh, next up we have uh Arc Two, which neither of us are are interested in. Shout out Vin Diesel. Um, oh, yeah. but these next three I'm going to talk about are four. Both of us have vested interest in, or at least three of them. The first one I'm going to talk about is the Lovecraftian 2D platforming game, The Last Case of Benedict Fox. Do you remember this? We saw this at the recent Xbox showcase. Uh, it's very much Sherlock Holmes with Lovecraftian elements to it. Beautiful art style. Totally in my wheelhouse. Um, obviously, it's not the same setting or anything as Ori, but to me, it feels the same vibe in that it's a 2D platforming game that Xbox is fully behind and maybe can turn it to a small franchise of sorts. Looks really cool. Uh, I'm assuming you're watching footage now. Does it look familiar? Do you remember it now? At all? Get through an ad. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, oh, I, you're It right. was I very do, surprising. Yeah. Yeah, it's two, 2D side-scrolling, but really it's more like it's 3D. You're just side-scrolling. It looks very... Um, graphically demanding side scrolling i guess kind of like and then yeah like the color palette is almost like ori the way things kind of not the palette the but parallaxing the... backgrounds it's it just beautiful yeah it looks really uh, cool excited for it i know that's a genre you like but obviously not something you're as i think maybe i am a little bit more invested in that genre than you are but it looks beautiful and hopefully it's as good as it looks uh, next up, though, we have some things in both of our wheelhouse. Liza P, which is the weird Pinocchio Souls-like, which shouldn't look as good as it does, but it does. Um, do you have anything to say about this game? This was the one that 
gave a lot of Bloodborne vibes, or at least maybe yep. could scratch that itch, um, even if just a little bit. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. It has no reason to look that good with its premise, but man, does it look so good. Uh, I love the enemy design too that we've seen. Very cool. That plays in the world of Pinocchio. Uh, the way they handled Jiminy Cricket in it too is so dope. Uh, next up, this is a game that had a demo that people loved. Also a Souls-like. I didn't get a chance to play it, but I know people really liked it. As a Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you did you play the demo by chance? I never played the demo. Um, I watched a, a good bit of gameplay. There's some more that came out either today or yesterday, and it look it's it look it basically looks like a better looking Neo, which you know absolutely go for that like all day. Um, and of course it's actually on Xbox, which is great, and then Game Pass, which is even better. So yeah, this is uh I still need to get back to playing Neo too. <laughs> Um, that's been well, this isn't Team Ninja like, as well, right? Wolong is Team Ninja. Yeah, okay. yeah, same same developer, and you can tell like the way the way it feel like the way it looks, the way it handles. Uh, just basically, it's definitely the same engine or something. Like they just kind of continued on from what they did with Neo, even down to the pace of the combat, like all the different stances and variations of that, and the way the numbers come off, almost like Destiny when um when you hit enemies and all that kind of stuff. Um, I And I'm imagining it's also uh, just as difficult as uh, the Neo game. So, yeah, this is cool. I'm glad that people on Xbox are trying to finally get a taste of, uh, of that specific subgenre of Souls. Good point. Souls yeah. <laughs> and I, always, I think a lot of people get this confused, too, with that Wukong game that's also like a third-person action-adventure. Where you're like a mouse in that one, right? Or a no, you're, you're Wukong, who is like the Monkey King. Uh, from monkey. Journey to the West, yeah. yeah. Um, last up, Hollow Knight Silk Song. Don't have to really wax poetic about this. People know how you and I feel about this upcoming yeah. game. It's just good to see that they're also doubling down again. Xbox saying it's coming out, and obviously, I'm. I think I'm confident, Dom, that by the end of March, through either a Nintendo uh, Direct or an Xbox presentation, because I think that's one thing people are forgetting is. I really think we do get do get some kind of Xbox presentation in the first three months because mm-hmm. we have all these undated games, and if they're going to be coming out in the first half of the year, I think they're going to want to do something. So I think we're going to get the Hollow Knight Silk Song dated one of those two things, and I think both of those are guaranteed at least in maybe the first three months of the year. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Because even all like so much of the, so many of the things we already we already just talked about are like you said, yeah, in the first half we already know that much. So it's not like we can wait till the E3 time frame to get release dates. Exactly. Um, so we, there's got to be some, and maybe some of them will be announced, you know, on blog posts or, you know, trailers or that aren't no, aligned to it. don't do the PlayStation thing with <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man, please. Yeah. Maybe some of them, maybe some of the smaller ones or things like that, they might sp- split it out. But I still would expect some kind of, you know, more structured Xbox event uh, of some sort. Um, yeah, but in the next, yeah, I would. I'm hoping like this month or next month. Um, hopefully, it doesn't take too long. Yeah, and or like I said, even if it's just Nintendo, I think Nintendo's gonna have a direct, uh, simply because of Tears of the Kingdom coming out on the horizon, and they like to bump those before the release too. Uh, this one isn't thing we have to talk about too long, and it's not totally accurate, but basically, uh, Game Rant posted this list of the quote unquote. 10 most anticipated games top 10 most anticipated games for 2023 but it's solely based on search data which isn't 
always super indicative of anticipation, right? Uh, but I wanted to read it just for the sake of it. Uh, and number 10, uh, this is ranging from 154,000 searches all the way up to 1.23 million searches. Number 10, we got Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, uh, tied with Arc 2, funny enough. Uh, number 9, we got Resident Evil 4 Remake. Number 8, Blue Protocol, which is that anime MMO that, that they showcase at the Game Awards. Number 7, The Day Before, which is a persistent online multiplayer zombie game that looks really interesting. 6 is for Spoken. Five is Baldur's Gate 3, which is really interesting. Four is Sons of the Forest, which is the sequel to that game, The Forest, that hit a uh, oh, horror yeah. indie game that came out years ago. Yeah, it's like number... a survival thing. Yep. Number three is Diablo 4. Number two is Starfield. And guess what number one is? What, are we, what haven't we talked about? Or what? So you already said what franchise? What's the biggest franchise as a game coming out next year? Or this year? I have to use thing this year. Yeah, we talk, I mean, obviously Zelda, but you mentioned that. You're a Starfield. wizard, Harry. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy, yep. So that's that. It's not too, anything too crazy. Obviously, it's solely based on search results, but I do think it's it's cool to look at, seeing how much people are searching for things. And there's some games in here, like Blue Protocol and The Day Before, that I guarantee people listening to this probably have never even heard of. So just showcases the size of the gaming industry. Now, let's get to the results pay our penance dumb for what we've gotten wrong uh first up we're going to go to the game awards uh the 2022 prediction results here we predicted the winners of awards and then we had our own predictions so we're going to go through those uh rather swiftly first up most anticipated you and i both said starfield was going to win tears of the kingdom won best adaptation you and i both said arcane it won got that correct uh, best multiplayer was our first split in terms of what we voted on. You thought Modern Warfare 2 was going to win. I thought Splatoon 3 was going to win. I got that right, uh, to even my own shock and surprise. Uh, next up, best action adventure. Uh, we both said God of War Ragnarok. Guess what? We were right. Uh, best role-playing game. We both said Elden Ring. Guess what, Dom? We were right. Uh, best indie. This is another place where we split. You said it has to be Cult of the Lamb, right? I said... It worries me that Stray is on this list. I think it's probably going to go to Stray. It went to Stray. I got that one right. Good call. Best performance. I said Man Engaged from Immortality. You said, hey, he might have won it when God of War came out. He's going to win it again. Christopher Judge with the longest speech in award show history. You got that right. Uh, Best score in music. Steam decks. <laughs> exactly. Plenty, like seven minutes worth. So that's what, yeah, seven Steam decks. Uh, best score in music. We both said it has to be Elden Ring. There's no way Sukasa Saito doesn't win this award. Bear McCurry's like, hold this. Yeah. God of War Ragnarok won. Uh, Blood ever, Upon um, the Snow, I think. That song is so good. If you're ever um, curious about him, look up his resume, and it is it is beastly. He does music for so many games and shows and all sorts of stuff. Like That guy is busy. And talented, I mean, obviously. with the name like Bear McCreary, you got to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, Best Art Direction. We both said Elden Ring. We were both right. Best Narrative. We both said God of War Ragnarok. We were both right. Best Game Direction. We both said Elden Ring. We were both right. Some of these Game of the like Year. Fastballs down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Game of the Year was interesting listening back to it because I was like, oh, yeah, for sure, Elden Ring. You were like, I think Elden Ring is going to win, but I don't. You were kind of waffling a little bit back and forth. Mm -hmm. You're pretty much on Elden Ring the entire time. But you're like, maybe I switched. No, you stuck with Elden Ring. We both got that right. 
So before we go into our predictions, I got nine out of twelve correct, and you got eight out of twelve correct. Dang, pretty impressive for both of us. I still can't um, believe that you correctly predicted that some kid would um, photobomb the Elden Ring. <laughs> talk about Bill Clinton. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. I just saw the future. Uh, speaking of our predictions, though, uh, Dom, you your first one was trailer for Gotham Knights DLC. Nope. Dragon's Dogma two trailer. Nope. Alan Wake 2 release date trailer? Nope. Metroid Prime Trilogy remaster reveal? Nope. Funny enough, Jeff Grubb ended up shaving his head because he had a personal bet that if that those games weren't revealed by the end of the year, he'd shave his head. And that man with that luscious, glowing head of curly hair shaved his head, which is hilarious. Especially um, for someone who's so in the know to make a bet like that. I would have thought he'd be wiser. But maybe he just wanted a haircut anyway. He's going to hate Nintendo for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, and the one prediction you did get right, which is a bit of a softball, but, hey, you got to do it sometimes. You said there's going to be a Genshin Impact trailer. You're right. There was a Genshin <laughs> Impact trailer. So you got one right. Uh, mine. Elden Ring DLC Winter Spring 2023 reveal. Nope. Civ almost. 7 announcement. Almost, like, yeah. Give you an almost because they did that, like, not full DLC, but it was before the Game Awards. They showed off that PvP arena. And my reasoning was they did that so that way at the Game Awards they can show off the real stuff. Uh, oh. Civ 7 announcement trailer didn't happen. Marvel Spider-Man 2 trailer didn't happen, which I'm more salty about because afterward PlayStation when they did that blog post that's like, yeah. hey, it's coming in fall 2023. Look out for it. Uh, lastly, Banjo... Oh, not lastly, but this is the last of the incorrects. Banjo-Kazooie or Fallout New Vegas remake announced. No go. And the one I got right, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League trailer. And summer 2023 announcement. Now, I'm giving myself credit, and you can say if you want to say no. They didn't give the release date in the trailer because of the whole Kevin Conroy stuff, but they did in the press release accompanying the trailer give the actual yeah, release date, which is like June 17th. Yeah. yeah. So we both got one out of our five predictions correct, uh, which means you finished with nine total points, and I finished with ten total points. Well done. Interesting well enough, done. It did, if it did come down to a tiebreaker... Remember, I said, will the game that takes home the most awards from the Game Awards win over under three and a half awards? You said under. Yeah. Alden Ring won four awards. I so if it known. was a tiebreaker, I would have won there either way. Yeah. yeah. Man, speaking of the the Suicide Squad trailer, though, um, on this on this game that we've talked about a few times and we're kind of like sort of wavering on, uh, that trailer was absolutely badass and and it almost like it, it was a weird thing like. Kevin Conroy, obviously, with the monologue at the end, but, like, uh, being so badass, but then also made me kind of tear up a little bit. Um, kind of a weird mix of emotions there, because that, that trailer just hit on every cylinder. Hopefully the game does, too. I still have some questions, but it was cool. Trailer. My hope is that if there is an Injustice 3 in development, that NetherRealm was able to get him to, hopefully. Um, but I mean, that that's a weird thing with this game, too, where... Part of me wants to play this game no matter what, solely because of the circumstances surrounding that, um, for better or worse. But I even like like some of the other character stuff they did in this trailer uh, with Boomerang. Felt totally like Boomerang from the comics with the whole Flash thing where he accidentally cuts off his finger, uh, and he's like holding him up. I thought that whole comedic <laughs> bit was really funny. Um, yeah, I really hope that game's good, man. I really hope. DC needs a win these days. They need they need they need a win oh, man. until James Gunn announces his slate, which I can't can't wait for. Um, 
Hey, I, you know, I'm going to take that back. We got the Batman last year. The Batman was, was my was favorite. Win, for sure. My favorite superhero movie last year. And there was, there, you know, Black Panther Wakanda Forever came out. And yeah. I think that, wait, that wait, movie was more emotionally it. resonant. Mm. Huh? You liked it even better than Black Adam. <laughs> I, I, th- I thought you were about to ask about Black Panther. Yeah, with Black Panther, I, th- I thought that movie was very emotionally resonant. But in terms of like a movie, I think the Batman was the best superhero movie that came out last year. So good. Uh, anyways, let's get to our 2022 gaming predictions and see how well or poorly we did, Dom. So the way this worked last year is we had three categories. We had Metacritic predictions where we gave the score, and depending on how close we were to it, we got uh, points or uh, positive points, negative points, and everywhere in between. Um, that was the first section. The second section was will it release, which is kind of self-explanatory. And the third one is our predictions. The first one, Metacritic predictions. There was a list of games, and uh, I'm going to go through them, say they're Metacritic, and then I'm going to say ours and what we predicted. So the first one was Horizon Forbidden West. We both, uh, well, it got an 88. I said it was going to get an 87, so I was off by one point. You said it was going to get a 91, so you were off by three points. Um, Starfield is, uh, doesn't matter because obviously that game didn't come out. Tunic got, uh, got an 88. I said 81. I got negative points. You said 78. You got negative points. Dude, that game uh, 88? Uh, you decided not. not to answer for Legends Arceus. I said 75. That game got an 83. I got negative points. Uh, Forspoken didn't count because it didn't come out. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I said 80. You said 79. That game got an 85. We both got negative points. Uh, Elden Ring. I said 87. You said 91. That game got a 94. So you didn't <laughs> get, you, you broke even. You got zero because yeah. if it's four points off, nothing happens. I got negative points. Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. I said 82. You said 82. That game got an 86. So we both got broke even. Nothing. I forget uh, that, that game came out this year. Like, just kind of went in. You know. Exactly. Uh, Lego Star- Skywalker Saga. Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. You said 86. I said 85. That game actually got an 82. So you broke even. I got plus one point. And then lastly, God of War Ragnarok. I said 88. You said 90. That game got a 94. I got negative points. You Man. broke even. After all that, uh, you finished in this section with negative one points <laughs> total. <laughs> I finished with negative two points. Um, Good enough. <laughs> neither of us got a perfect score, and I got the closest one of Horizon Forbidden West since I was off by one point. Uh, funny enough, Chris, uh, his points don't count, obviously, because he's not here. He got a perfect one. He said Mario plus Rabbids was going to be an 86, and he nailed it. So he got five points for that, which is pretty nice. impressive. Uh, next up, will it release? Uh, this one is funny because it was basically yes or no. Will it release or will it not? Um, I'm going to go through these. Uh, Starfield, we both said wouldn't release. Or we both said would release. Both got that wrong. Uh, you didn't answer. Or no, sorry. I'm, there's a lot of, lot of text on this sheet, so I'm getting a little confused here. Redfall, we both said would release. It didn't, so we both got that wrong. Uh, I said Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 would release. You said it wouldn't. Or no, opposite of that. Sorry. I said it wouldn't oh. release. You said it would. Dang. So you got that wrong. I got it right. Uh, you didn't answer for Hollow Knight Silk Song because we had one that we could veto. Like, I'm not going to do it. I decided to answer all of them. Take the risk. Uh, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. We both said that game wouldn't come out. We both got that right. Uh, and God of War Ragnarok. I said it wouldn't come out. You said it would. 
you got that right, I got it wrong. After all of that, that section, we both got two points. We both broke even. Um, oh, And the reason we broke even is because I answered all of them. I think if you you decided not to answer for Hollow Knight Silk Song, uh, which could have tilted it to either you winning or losing that round. Um, next up, this one is uh, a big one. The Big Ten. These were ten questions I asked, and we would answer them. Uh, this first one, which family of consoles will lead the most months in sales in 2022? Which one did you, in now, with the year over, Dom, which one do you think you answered? Which console, wait, which console would lead the year in sales? Each month for the MPD. Each month? Wait. I wait. Yeah, so basically, at the end of the month, which console led the most months total out of the oh, 12 so months? Which, okay, so which one won most, the most months? Um, I, th- I yeah. must have said Switch. We both said Switch, and we both yep. got it right. It was actually 7 to 5, uh, and it t- switched to PlayStation 5. Uh, and they both went on big streaks. Uh, Switch led from February to July, and PlayStation led from August to November, uh, which is really interesting. That doesn't uh, next also... Up- I guess there is a possibility where, like, one of them could have had more sales from, like, say, June 20th to July 15th or something, but then still lost june and july because the sale i don't know it feels possible maybe I don't know. yeah or because there's three uh, consoles too of course but. yeah so who knows what months xbox might have been second or who knows yeah. um next up number two how many playable characters does marvel's avengers get in 2022 uh i said two you said zero i nailed that on the head they ended <laughs> nice. up getting mighty thor jane foster in june winter soldier in november uh number three is Pokemon Legends Arceus the only console Pokemon game launching in 2022? I said no. You said yes. I got that right. You got that wrong because obviously we got Scarlet and Violet. That seemed like a safe bet. <laughs> not only were there two, but they're both pretty good. Um, you know, some caveats to that, but like really good Pokemon games, it seemed like. So, like, shout out. I mean, kudos to the Pokemon company overall. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever seen a beta Pokemon game come out early in the year and then the actual, you know, focus of the test come out the later that part of the year. Um, next up for this one's void. Will uh, what will the Metacritic score difference be between Starfield, PS5, and Xbox Series X? Uh, this was also before we knew it was exclusive, so obviously that wouldn't have worked. Wait, am I right about that? Starfield exclusive? It is right. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was like, did I make that up? Uh, yes. so that one obviously is void. Uh, number five of these, which gets a new trailer and/or dated. I'm just going to list them, and then I'll say who got them more, more right or wrong, because it's a long list. So remember, new trailer or a date. Avatar Frontiers of, Avatar Front, Jesus. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Hellblade 2. Outer Worlds 2. Star Wars Night of the Old Republic Remake. Avowed. Fable. Mass Effect 4. Dragon Age 4. Star Wars Eclipse. And Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Of all of those, the only two that got a new trailer were Mass Effect 4 and Dragon Age 4. If you remember, Mass Effect 4 got the Unreal Engine 5 trailer teaser. It was like the ship with the data coordinates and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dragon Age 4 got the quote-unquote in-game cinematic for Dragon Age Day of the Dreadwolf, uh, which is very weird that they called it in-game because it was just like, I don't know, concept art, asset stuff. Um, but basically, I don't, I don't want to read through everything saying which one we thought was going to happen. I ended up getting three correct and two no contests. Uh, why were they no contests? Uh, I don't know why there were no contests. You ended up getting one, 
two, three, three right in that section. So we both didn't do great. We both only got three right out of the seven. Uh, next up, which WB game releases? Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, Gotham Knights, Hogwarts Legacy, or Injustice 3. You said Gotham Knights. I said Injustice 3. Obviously, I got that wrong. You got that right. Uh, this one was funny. Which will have a lower Metacritic? Babylon's Fall or Tiny Tina's Wonderland? Oh, my. We both said Babylon's Fall. Wasn't close. Tiny Tina's Wonderland, 78. You know what Babylon's Fall's Metacritic is? Uh, what, 60-something? 46. Oh, man. Wow, yeah. Awesome. Thankfully, we both got that right. It would have been more embarrassing if we both got that wrong. Yeah. Uh, which studio announces its next game? Sony Bend, Naughty Dog, Blue Point, or None? We took the bait. I said Blue Point, which has to come at some point. You said Naughty Dog. Both got that wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, next up. Which will have a lower... Or Sorry, that's not it. Highest Metacritic of 2022, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. This is at a point where I still thought Starfield was coming out this year. I said Starfield. Mm. Or Xbox, sorry. I said Xbox. You said PlayStation. Obviously, you got that right with God of War. I didn't. Uh, and lastly, what wins Game of the Year? You said Elden Ring. Guess what I said, Dom? Elden Ring. No, Starfield. Starfield. Starfield, yeah. Because I was like... My reasoning, I think, in the podcast is I said if Xbox is going to have the highest Metacritic, that means Starfield needs to be the Game of the Year winner, right, for it to have a higher Metacritic than Ragnarok. Sometimes I take those opportunities to basically uh, choose opposite answers so that I'll only get one wrong. You're either right or you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. betting against your own team. At least if you your team loses, you won money or whatever. <laughs> exactly. It's like if you would have started Justin Fields in Fantasy last week when, they played, when the Lions played the Bears, right? Yeah. <laughs> um so that ends it uh, i finished with seven points total in the big 10 you finished with nine points total the last part of this dom predictions your predictions were and here's how it worked every prediction after the third one if you got it wrong was minus two points total i ended up giving five predictions you ended up giving four so your first one ps5 gets ps1 ps2 ps3 back and pat wrong Two, Xbox announces streaming dongle device for xCloud Game Pass. We ended up finding out that that device existed, but they canceled it. Uh, three, Bloodborne Remaster for PS5 PC. Still got to hold out hope. All, all forever hope, yeah. And your fourth one, Sony buys Konami. Since you got that fourth one wrong, you got minus two points total over the top because obviously you didn't get any of them right. Now for me, I gave five total, which means I could lose a total of minus four points from the extra two I had. The first one. Spartacus is PlayStation Plus rebranded, launch same name with Tears. I got that right. Uh, so I got a point from that, or five points, because every correct prediction was five points. Uh, two, Xbox buys Moon Studios and Studio MDHR. No. And then we heard about what really is going on at Moon Studios. Remember that of the toxic work environment. Mm -hmm. uh, three, Hellblade 2 Outer Worlds 2 get dated for 2023. Data Decay 3 revealed. Uh, which is weird because I thought we already saw State of Decay 3. Maybe I meant like re-revealed with like gameplay. Because um, we had saw that. Remember we saw the trailer with the lady in the woods with the dead deer like two years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, so maybe I meant like gameplay. Uh, four. God, I said this. God of War, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild 2, uh, Hollow Knight, Silk Song, and Redfall all release. And Bayonetta 3 doesn't. Which is so funny because Bayonetta 3 did release. And the only one of those that releases here is God of War. Uh, so that got me minus two points because that was my fourth one. 
And announcement of Banjo-Kazooie and Viva Pinata remakes, that got me minus two because that was my fifth one. So I got one right, but I actually ended up with a net of one point with a minus four points. So that brings our totals um, to Dom, six points. You had a minus one in the first round, nine in the second round, minus two in the third round. And it brings me to minus two in the first round, seven in the second round, one in the third round, six points we tie. Well, wouldn't you know it? Out of, and if Chris was here, he would have won. He had eight total points. So, But he's not here, so he's not the winner. We are. Yeah, so it was pretty fun. Uh, like I said, next week we're going to be doing our predictions for next year and doing our Fantasy Critics League. Um, we're also going to be recording the God of War Ragnarok spoiler cast, uh, which I'm excited for. I don't want to talk about that too much because I finished it over winter break. The things I did want to mention is I'm currently almost done with High on Life. There's like okay. eight main bosses in the game, and I'm six through. Really cool. If you love Brick and Morty or Justin Roiland's humor at all, it's really funny. Um, I don't think the gameplay is anything like astronomically inventive, but the idea of having talking guns uh, for comedic effect is hilarious. Each of them have their own voice actor. They're yeah. each very different in terms of their personality. Yeah. And it, they look ridiculous in a funny way. Yeah, I, I do like, there's a lot of uh, uh, Metroidvania elements of you can't unlock certain areas until you get the gun that allows you to do so. So I'm having fun with it. Uh, I think it'll probably end up being in my game of the year top 10. I don't know how high or how low, but I am enjoying it. And the other game I wanted to mention is Pentiment, which I'm also probably like 40% of the way through. Um, really good dialogue. The writing is phenomenal, which isn't surprising. Um, though the gameplay isn't super engaging, in terms of you doing anything crazy, I do think it keeps your attention enough with small little mini-game type things where it teaches you a, a small little mechanic for a brief moment. Uh, the characters are really interesting, especially for the time period where it can be very dull and boring. Um, the art style is one of my favorite art styles in video games. It's incredible. I was telling you this before we started recording. Of like The trailer is beautiful, but when you actually get in there and you're playing like on monitor or TV DOM, and the subtle animations of the characters and everything. It's so good. Also, one of my favorite things in games, there's an achievement for petting five uh, pets in the game, which is always great. Always a good trophy. For that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the story is way more engaging than I thought. So going in, I didn't know what it was about, and it turns out, I knew it was a murder mystery, but I didn't know the specifics. Uh, but it turns out uh, there's a lot going on between the Abbey and the community, and there's like a divisive nature of, um, blasphemy and you know is, is the church taking advantage of the people and the taxing and all that stuff it's really good i'm really surprised at how engaging it is and i'm excited to get back to it uh, and i suggest anybody who if you're the threshold of getting into a game if you're not worried about reading a lot i think you should totally be into it it's much more than just uh it's much more of than just a text-based game like Citizen Sleeper. I think Citizen Sleeper is a harder game for people to play who aren't avid readers because there isn't a whole lot of motion in that game. It's mostly reading, whereas this is a little bit more interactive than that. Um, but yeah, I'm having a blast with it, and I think it'll definitely be on my top 10. And unlike High on Life, where I don't know in the range where it'll end up by the time I finish with it, I wouldn't be surprised if this is near the top with uh, some of the other greats. I play this here, like Elden Ring and... Um, God of War Ragnarok totally different game but man is it just such a 
well crafted experience and i love game pass because without game pass i don't know if this game exists like a smaller project that they can put out in a year and a half two years from an accomplished game director so i've been like trying to get organized on yeah what were the my favorite games for 2022 and of course i had the problem where i played a bunch of games that were from previous years um uh but it's a problem it's not a problem <laughs> but yeah my problem in like makes the game of the year discussions a little more challenging when i because the the yeah. other side of it is um there were so many good games that came out last year um and so many that i didn't get, get a chance to get around to yeah pentiment was one of them um uh shoot high on life that you've been talking about and tiny kin um that you talked about before just that i don't know i was just going through and realizing wow there's a bunch of stuff i missed um because i was so busy playing uh you know rpgs from 2001 um but kotor was a great game i'll stand behind that <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah there's there's so many like you know smaller quote-unquote games or whatever maybe you know not the giant blockbuster games but so many um so many of those a lot of them coming through on game pass and rogue legacy 2 came out i never got a chance to play that um so many things that uh that just got into the backlog and maybe before i die i'll get to some of them well i'm hoping to finish one of these two games i'm hoping to finish both of them this week and with the nfl season ending too i'm gonna have much more weekend time uh which is good to uh to play games because i'm always focused on watching football especially like when it's college and nfl it's like my whole weekend's gone because i just love watching everything um chained echoes is another game i want to get to it's also on game pass which is a turn-based rpg that's getting a lot of love made by one guy which is always super impressive um and then other than that i wanted to mention i'm catching up on 2022 movies as well yeah and in the last few days i watched glass onion which i really enjoyed i really loved uh knives out i'm a huge ryan johnson fan last jedi Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite star wars films um so i really enjoyed glass onion i don't think it's as good as knives out but i still think it was a fun time the hate that that movie got was weird where people were like the first half isn't even doesn't even matter why is it even in there based on the second half and we're like you're an idiot <laughs> you don't even know what you're talking about yeah my favorite was like the the ben shapiro take of like you don't even find out what the real mystery is until halfway through or something like that I'm like what but yeah that's that's why it's a mystery. I, I don't know. It was a weird. I don't. Some people's complaints. My favorite was... take by Ben Shapiro is when he said, "I don't know why people are worried about having houses on the coast. If something bad happens, like a flood, you could just sell your house to who? Ben Shapiro? Who are you gonna <laughs> sell your house to? Sell your flooded uh, house? Yeah. Exactly. Um. Anyways, that's enough about Ben Shapiro. Nope, I watched as well. Oh yeah. Which was also a movie that was got pretty divisive responses, and I haven't seen Us yet. Um. Uh, obviously I loved Get Out. I haven't seen Us yet. I really like Nope, but I am a sucker for a good sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, and I do think, and I hate to say this kind of stuff because you end up sounding like highfalutin, like snobby, but I do think Nope is one of those movies that like, you're probably not going to like it if you don't understand like the thematic elements and everything. Um, I know a lot of people are like, how come there was a whole bit about the kid and the monkey and everything not really realizing like, that whole relationship is kind of parallel to the relationship between the alien and oh, yeah. If if that went over your head, then I'm sorry. Then you're. I don't want to. I'll sound really mean if I continue that sentence. But yeah, that was an obvious. <laughs> uh, to me, it was such a simple, clear thing. What it was trying Very to say. Very simple. Um, yes. So much so that I actually thought I liked this one better than us, which um, where the messaging I thought was a little bit more um, obtuse and kind of or, you know, the 
the metaphors and some of that stuff that was just a little more abstract whereas nope i felt like was just so clear and obvious with what it was saying and like and it's a sci-fi movie and it just i don't know it felt like it was easier to understand what was going on and you know what it was trying to say plus uh another uh, really good twist uh for nope yeah i just watched it like last week i really loved it especially for a generation of people that are growing up and living in uh the content creator era it's like how do you miss the messaging of that yeah. entire movie yeah uh oh, yeah really enjoyed it um Kiki Palmer needs to be in the MCU Dude, like yesterday. She God, she's so good. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want her to be Storm if they go with a younger version of that character, but I just want her in the MCU. People want her to play like Kitty Pride or Rogue, which I think would be sick too. I just want her in the MCU. She's awesome. Um because the- my mind like like immediately so the first scene she does in the movie is that presentation. To, the pitch, you know, yeah. <laughs> the, the director and all the people on the movie set or whatever. And then as soon as they leave and she starts talking to just her brother and you see how her, her voice changes and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what people like me don't have to do ever. Um, I could just talk the same way to anyone. Uh, exactly. Profanity. You have to put on your yeah, exactly. Your, uh, you your white voice for better or worse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A white voice. Unfortunately. Yeah. But she killed uh, that. I thing... the rest of the movie too. She was funny. Glass Onion, by the way, Dave Bautista continues to be such a good actor um <laughs> and also the so thing much. i loved is ryan johnson is really good at subtly conveying his characters through just like set design or like costume design a uh, shout yeah. out to whoever the costume designer was on glass Onion. like <laughs> the moment you see them with their different how they approach wearing masks is so good and it fits them so perfectly too like the politician is like haphazardly wearing it and then when she's like presented by somebody who she feels is more like in- intelligent than she is the the detective she like fixes it obviously uh what's her name's character has the one that doesn't even cover your mouth the scientist has like the n95 mask it's so good i loved it the movie is awesome my favorite thing um he took just the biggest shot i feel like when um goodness i can't uh uh, blonde woman what is her name name? i know it kate hudson i want to say gwyneth paltrow but i don't think that's right no kate hudson not kate Kate hudson there you go yeah but anyway, she's just the over-the-top, always-getting-canceled type of famous person or whatever, and she says to Daniel Craig, like, I just tell the truth, even if it hurts, or something along those lines, which is just oh, like, yeah. I roll my eyes, because so many people in real life say that, and he just replies with, like, mm, maybe don't confuse uh, speaking the truth with speaking without thought. That could be dangerous, or something along those lines. And it just like It was such a good oh, line, man. I was yeah. like, oh, this is so good. So and like the whole relevant. fact that, in retrospect, the main character, Miles I won't say Miles Bridges, but I think that's the Death Stranding character. Whatever the hell, Miles Brand or whatever, is such like an allegory for Elon Musk. But this movie was made before the whole Musk Twitter thing too. But it's just like, yeah, well, billionaires are like that. It's not that hard to do. It's just for um, most billionaires or many of them, I guess. Yeah, or I, I love when they're the going up and the the locals like, uh, piece of shit, and they're like, what are you trying to say? He's like just saying piece of shit about the doc. I remember at the beginning. He's like, what oh, is yeah. this? And he's like, piece seat. And he's like, what? <laughs> it's so good. Anyways, that's, yeah, that's my, I'm I'm uh trying to catch up on movies from last year. I still got a bunch that I want to tackle. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once I still haven't seen, which is on my list. Me either. A uh, ton of things I want to get to. Uh, any gaming stuff before we head out? I mentioned the two I've been playing. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Obviously, God of War, but we're saving that. Um, I did play a bunch of um, 
uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga finally, and that's exactly what you expect it to be, and it's a great time, uh, especially for Star Wars fans specifically. So, I mean, there's not much extra I can say, except uh, the one thing that got me or shocked me was just like how good it looks like, graphically. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> it looks amazing. How good can Legos look, really? Man, you don't even know. <laughs> it's so weird, yeah, because like, it's hard to explain. Like Even the Legos themselves look really good, but then even the scenery um, is incredible. And, you know, the gameplay is, is um, way more in-depth than previous Lego games, from my memory at least, but it's still like pretty easy to pick up. And, and I like that, though. Like That's nice to have sometimes, something that's just super easygoing that you can just you know lean back and, and just enjoy some Star Wars movies in Lego form. Pretty fun. Um, it's nice to have a family of... game that isn't made by Nintendo, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that those point. are bad. It's just it's nice to have different choices. Um, and I wanted to bring up, too, uh, throughout the year, really, uh, I've been playing Mario Kart again with those. Uh, I've had, I think, oh, four, hell yeah. three or four DLC drops um, as well. And those have all been really cool. I, I wish... Um, so, basically, each DLC adds uh, four, four or eight courses. I can't remember. But it it never feels substantial enough. It's kind of like it, it gets you back into play, but then there's only a handful of new courses, and that's it. So it doesn't uh, each one doesn't do quite enough. So we kind of like just played through each of the courses a few times, and then and then set it down for the evening, and that's it for each DLC drop. But now it's like half of the DLC is already out for the season pass or whatever they called it. Um, so we're gonna kind of go back through and. Um, get into it a little bit more because i i wish that they had consolidated these drops is my only complaint um but yeah but so if they did dom they couldn't stretch out the time until they need to make a new one <laughs> yeah exactly we all know the reason but but the game is so good so it's like it's so like fundamentally a pretty close to perfect game so it's um hard to complain too much i guess yeah a lot of fun with that i, I feel like oh and i already mentioned um I also just got really, I'm like halfway through Knights of the Old Republic 2. So, having a great time with that. Um, I think I mentioned earlier, it's very, very, so, rather the, the first Knights of the Old Republic made by Bioware, the second one made by Obsidian, and you can definitely see the Obsidian in the second game. Um, feels even more like a Fallout game, like a New Vegas, than the first one did. And really loving all the all the like creative Star Wars shit in these games that um, it feels like we don't with like a lot of the newer Disney stuff we're not ex exploring too much new um, you know planets and species and concepts and technologies in Star Wars um, we're going to a lot of the same places a lot of the time um, so in with Knights of these Knights of the Old Republic games it's kind of like we're going so far in the past and like there's clearly not that many rules for canon. Um, as there are now so it just feels like uh, a little bit more free and interesting in that way so i wanted to point that out too but really great games overall and that's the weird monkey's paw situation with star wars eclipse is that that one seems to be the gonna have the newest stuff in it for star wars but it's also yeah. quantic dream which is tied up yeah. in that it's like, oh. <laughs> and like and that's what annoys me because I, I i'm so excited about that specifically like it's going to a different era it's going backwards quite a ways um but then it's like, ugh, Quantic Dream. Like, here I am, like, not saying too much, but still poking fun at, you know, uh, Hogwarts Legacy and the people that I don't blame anyone if they want to still buy it. You know, I, I'm not going to hold it against anyone myself. Um, 
but it does. Oh, I hate that conflicting feeling. Of, uh, oh, it's always to... like, am I the hypocrite? <laughs> you know, exactly. it's one of those Are things. we the baddies? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, it is what it is, though, man. It's it's not black and white. It's a lot of gray area of figuring all that yeah. stuff out. And I don't think anybody should be held liable or in contempt for choosing to buy and play either of those games. Who knows? By the time Eclipse comes out, Quantic Dream might be an entirely different studio by that point, too. We never know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's it for this week's show. Thank you guys for listening to our uh, 2022 game prediction results and Game Awards 2022 results. Like I said, next week, the plan is to do our uh, Fantasy Critics Leave draft. Uh, we'll first go over last year's, then do our draft, then do our predictions for next year. So that's going to be a fun time. And uh, we're going to be doing a God of War Ragnarok spoiler cast by the end of the month. We're going to be doing our Game of the Year for 2022 show by the end of the month. A lot of stuff on the horizon. Can't wait. It's going to be a good year. You excited for this year, Dom, in terms of gaming and everything? There's so much this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of it is because stuff that got delayed out of last year. Because remember, last year was was teeing up to be Starfield, God of War Ragnarok, and Breath of the Wild 2 um, all in the same year. Obviously, two of those got delayed, but it just continues. And there's so much uh, in 2023 that I'm just hyped for. Hey, man, this year can be Starfield, uh, Breath of the Wild 2, and Marvel Spider-Man too. Spider-Man. So to look forward yeah. to it. Yeah. So much. Uh, and Hollow Knight Silk Song. So many good stuff. Uh, anyways, individually, you can follow us on Twitter uh, for as long as that exists. Uh, I'm at Jared Weich, J-E-R-R-A-D-W-Y-C-H-E. Dom is at Obi Dom Kenobi. The number zero, not the letter O in Obi. Uh, collectively, you can follow us at C-T-E-R-L-I-N-T. It's controlled interest abbreviated. I'm trying to be a little bit more engaging with our tweets this year. Uh, trying to be a little bit more lively with them and have them up. It's hard, man, because I don't tweet as much, even on my own personal account, but I, I want to try to tweet more on our on our Controlled Interest account, so I'm going to try to make that work. No promises, though. On YouTube, you can find us at Controlled Interest. We'll pop right up, subscribe so you never miss a show. Hit the bell notification because you can't trust the sub box. Like the video, leave a comment, all that good stuff. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a comment. Let us know what game you're currently excited for, whether it's dated or not. Uh, podcast services you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify all of that stuff just search controlled interest and we'll pop right up until next time we will catch you guys later